You're listening to Sleep Nation Station. You heard the first episode, now you're going to hear a little bonus, episode 1.5. Get ready. Just kidding. Before we get started today, let's take a moment to hear from our sponsors. Thank you for taking your time with us this week. Hope you enjoyed the first episode. Let's start with this one. I was seven years old, riding around with my step-grandma in her Ford Ranger, and out of the speakers was a significant sound that I was drawn to. I was mesmerized by it. The sound that permeated the air in that vehicle that warm sunny day in 1993 was a sound that at the time I didn't know would follow me until this very existence, this very instant, this very moment in time. That's why I've dedicated this entire podcast episode about this moment in time. I remember asking Pat, my step-grandmother, about who was this? What was this sound coming out of these speakers? I needed to find out more, and I wanted to gain more knowledge and know more songs about this guy. After the song ended, she divulged, Sir Philip Collins, born on January 30th, 1951, solo artist and drummer turned frontman of the band Genesis. In the air tonight was the song. Even though it was the first time I heard the song, it was actually during the day. The effect that the song had on me was an experience that I still remember to this day, and I still can be taken back to that Black Ford Ranger, summer of 1993, when I hear it to this day. If you took all of Phil Collins' solo work, his work in Genesis, and his production accomplishments, i.e. Frida, Philip Bailey, he's had more U.S. Top 40 singles than any other artist during the 1980s. Any other I'm going to say it again, any other artist, not even Michael Jackson with the Jackson 5, not even Paul McCartney with Wings, the Beatles, or Joan Jett with the Runaways, no one. Phil Collins did it in the 1980s. Nobody else has done that, and nobody can do it again because it's over. Back to the lesson at hand. He had more than anybody else during the excessive 80s. Enough of my facts and figures of the listing of Phil Collins' accomplishments, of why I think he's one of the greatest, but that's not why I'm really here or or describing this or just because of it's, it's his birthday. After my occurrence during the summer of 1993, that would catapult me into super fandom of the Phil Collins world I went on a quest to acquire some of his pure art. Let me age myself a bit. I just switched over from cassettes to CDs. The compact discs were still around during this time, but I just held on to my cassettes like they were an ancient relic to be cherished. I had a group of friends that we also kind of held on to our cassette tapes to like the last moment in time that... They stopped making cassettes, and they just went purely over to CDs. You know, we eventually 
had to had to turn over. We had to give up our religious zeal for these tapes. My household computer allowed me to transition under the radar without my friends knowing to do the transition from cassettes to CDs without anybody finding out and unveiling my falling away. Kmart had a copy of Turn It On Again, The Hits by Genesis. As soon as I got back home from purchasing that CD, I listened to it all the way through, recognizing a lot of the songs because the man was everywhere during my childhood. I was born in 1986 at the height of Genesis, Phil Collins, Invisible Touch. There's a story about that later on. I realized after a few listens at that time, I wasn't as musically informed as I thought I was of my original search for the song that I'd heard. I had acquired a Phil Collins-led band who was definitely becoming one of my favorites and also had another favorite song, I Can't Dance. Another story about that later on. But it didn't have one of the greatest songs I'd ever heard or will ever hear in my possession at that time. So I did a little more research and a little more question asking to figure out what I needed, and that was Phil Collins' solo works. The hits was what I needed. It was simply titled Nothing Else, Nothing More. Both of these albums are still pieces of work I don't ever get tired of. I can put them on right now and won't skip a song. They contain struggles, heartaches, happiness, loss, and leaving. They will always have memories tied to them. Any Genesis or Phil Collins songs, I've got memories, tons of them. I got connected at an early age, and I'm still connected to that honest voice coming through the airways. This is going to show you a time predating Netflix, predating a lot of the modern conveniences that we have today. I had to time out the VHS recorder just right to catch his live and loose in Paris performance on ABC Family. During around that same time, he played the Super Bowl the year the Rams defeated the Titans in year 2000, which was just six months after my mother had lost her battle with breast cancer. Genesis and Phil Collins, I like to think unknowingly he had a part in helping me through one of the darkest times in my life. He's also an inspiration of me becoming a musician myself. Singer, lyricist, multi-instrumentalist. We may not sound anything alike, but I like to think deep down somewhere, I know it's there. I know that how much, how many hours I've probably listened to his music, it's in there somewhere. I don't know if you can hear it, but it doesn't matter. He's influenced me. Just to break down some of the songs he's influenced me, Something Happened on the Way to Heaven. That song, I used to crank that up every time I had a breakup or anything. And also, the kind of lighthearted breakup song, I Missed Again. Every time I would crank that up in the car and bust out of that driveway and feel like a million bucks. Susu Studio. My uncle told me, he said... You love Huey Lewis in the news. You love Genesis. You love Phil Collins. 
Have you ever seen American Psycho? The movie with Mr. Christian Bell? It is uh, quite the quintessential movie if you're a Genesis or Phil Collins fan. So anytime I hear Susu Studio, I just I think of that movie. Also, the Genesis song, Hold On My Heart. I think a lot of times I listen to that and would definitely think of my mother in that time. Uh, the song, I Can't Dance. It's just, it's so catchy and so fun. You can't deny how hard it was to release such a huge hit during the birth of grunge and them coming off their huge 80s decade hit releasing machine. I Can't Dance, it's just a great jam. And also, before my wife and I got married, she told me of a road trip where they listened to I Can't Dance on repeat for countless hours and didn't realize it until at least four or five hours down the road. They said, are we listening to the same song just over and over and over again? Throwing It All Away has a great road trip story with me. Micah, the bass player, who we uh, interviewed last week, uh, has a great... Uh, he, he can do an excellent job air drumming to throw it all away. At the end, he just totally nails it. You can ask him about it, email him about it, Facebook him about it. He's, it's pretty fancy. He even throws an extra couple beats in there that are not technically in the song, but it's great. And for the final moment, I believe it was my 30th birthday. My then-girlfriend, now wife, gave me a birthday card that I will never forget. It was the lyrics to You'll Be In My Heart by Mr. Phil Collins. I cherish that birthday card so much, and I actually framed it, and it's at our house right now. Once again, guys, thank you for listening to Sleep Nation Station Podcast. Don't forget our show, March 23rd at The Pond in Franklin with Jet Setting, Medicine Man, and Mr. Gray. Thank you for tuning in to Sleep Nation Station Podcast. If you would like an interview with the Sleep Nation Station Podcast, please email us at sleepnationband at gmail.com.